The Genesis of the Diamond by W. H. W. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The genesis of the diamond has always been a somewhat vexed question. As everyone knows, the South African diamonds occur in pipes or necks of volcanic rock known as blue ground or kimberlite. This is of three kinds, derived from lava, breccia, and tuff, respectively, all of which consist in the main of highly basic or ultra-basic minerals, now for the most part altered to serpentine, mingled with many xenoliths of the country rock and also of such deep-seated rocks as eclogite and granite. The diamonds are found in the pipes and crystals of all sizes, from the great cullinan, weighing one and three-quarter pounds, to fine diamond dust, and occur both in the blue ground and also in the eclogite xenoliths. The first theory put forward to account for their presence was that they had been produced by the recrystallization of the carbon contained in shales, through which the pipes had been driven. That theory has long been abandoned, and up till lately three different hypotheses were current. These were as follows. First, that the diamonds were all of deep-seated origin, and that the pipes had only been active for a very short time, the diamonds being broken by the violence of the explosion. This is supported by the occurrence of diamonds in the eclogite. Second, that they were original constituents of the kimberlite and crystallized in place from carbon contained in solution in that rock. And third, that they were entirely secondary minerals. In a paper in the Mining Journal for May 1916, Messrs. Draper and Goodchild put forward another theory, which is to some extent a combination and amplification of all the foregoing. First of all, they suggest that the kimberlite is a product of magmatic differentiation in the pipes at the close of the activity, when the lava had ceased to flow and was not yet cooled. They then point out that, though diamonds are found in the deep-seated eclogites, they are never of large size, as are those in the blue ground. In the blue ground itself, also, there are found many minute diamonds. Now the diamond in these rocks is an accessory mineral in the same way as zircon and rutile and accessory minerals are always in small crystals. Therefore, the occurrence of diamonds of small size is what might reasonably be expected. The inference, therefore, is that the large stones of economic value are not original constituents of either the eclogite or the blue ground. It has been shown that at a temperature of about 1300 degrees centigrade, diamonds are dissolved by molten kimberlite, showing resorbed forms similar to that of quartz in porphyries in the short space of 30 minutes. There was evidently a considerable amount of sulfataric action in the pipes at the close of the volcanic period, and it may well be imagined that under the influence of fluxes, such as heated water, the smaller diamonds could be dissolved by the magma and redeposited as the large stones of commerce, the phenomenon being akin to that of secondary enrichment. There are some objections to this theory, the chief being the general absence of intense metamorphism, both of the rocks surrounding the pipes and of the included fragments. But it is a very interesting addition to our ideas on this knotty subject. End of The Genesis of the Diamond by W. H. W. Knowledge, 1916